Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Profane Argument Podcast, a.k.a. the Soaring Eagles of Freedom, for Tuesday, July 31st, 2018. My name is Ray, and along with me are... I'm Karen. Nobody said collusion was a crime. <laughs> I mean, I'm Jared. <laughs> Nobody said felonies are crimes. <laughs> Can't find that anywhere. This is Ian. Uh, if you want to join in on the conversation, you can go to facebook.com slash profanearg, and you can post your thoughts or questions or link an article to something you would like us to take a look at. This week on the show, we'll be talking about uh, Giuliani's inability to comprehend the actual argument. <laughs> but first, I had a couple follow-ups. The one article that I have is from The Friendly Atheist. It's uh, about the transgender woman who was denied her, her medicine at the CVS, and we had mentioned that the pharmacist was no longer employed there. The article, I think, is interesting because it gives you details about why he is no longer employed. Uh, he was not fired for refusing to give out the medicine. Apparently, that is part of their policy, is that if you disagree ethically with uh, what the person's doing, you can opt out. However, he was fired for breaking with the policy that says the pharmacist with a prohibitive moral or religious belief should make other arrangements to ensure that the patient's needs are met. And he did not do that in any way. So that is why he was fired. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, it, it does. I mean, I I don't know that I fully agree with the you can not do your job if you don't completely agree with it. Yeah. Well, as long as you make other arrangements. I suppose. I mean, I guess <laughs> if, you're, if you're like a Muslim cook and somebody orders a pork meal... You can't. You, you can't be like, well, he's not getting any meal now. I can't do that, it's, or just have go. John, can you cook that meal because I can't touch that? <laughs> right, right. I mean, honestly, who would ask a Muslim if they served pork on Christmas time? <laughs> uh, just for the record, the restaurant that I manage, <laughs> the whole kitchen was all Muslims, and uh, we served some. Well, did, yeah, we had to serve some pork dishes in there. It was like a diner menu. You ate ham, at least. Yeah, yeah, ham sandwiches and stuff like that. So they sucked it up and did it. <laughs> so I, I, I asked at one time Christmas a, a nice Muslim gentleman if he was going to be cooking ham along with turkey for Christmas dinners. And he gave me a kind of a, a tilt of the head and said, no. And I went, oh, right. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I thought hey. for sure, Ray, when you were telling this, that you're going to be like, he's no longer there because he's running for Congress. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Now, the question, though, is would CVS have fired him if it hadn't gone to the news? If we hadn't mentioned it, for example. <laughs> uh, probably not. I doubt they would have even known. Like, he's not going to mention it. True. Are his co-workers going to, you know, well, out she, him on it? I mean, she, presumably she could have um, protested to corporate. Sure, sure. But uh, it seemed like she was much more in the line of, could I just get my medicine and get out of here? Yeah. But one thing that uh, is, I think, is worth mentioning on the Friendly Atheist, uh, he, he suggests uh, always know what's going on. Um, if you're witness to, to something like this, speak up. Boldly question the pharmacist. Remind them that their job is to fill prescriptions and not interrogate their customers. Mm. And, um, you know, speak to their supervisors. Demand you you get your prescriptions transferred elsewhere. Like, you know, don't... Don't be passive. Don't think that... Yeah, don't think that you don't have any options. You have options. So, in any case, it just has some details that I would throw it up there. The next thing that I have is a, just kind of a an awareness, um, also on the Friendly Atheist webpage, 
18 secular groups have signed a letter opposing the confirmation of Brett Kavanaugh to the Supreme Court. Secular Coalition for America, American Atheists, um, a lot of uh, groups. Uh, I find it interesting how many secular uh, Judaism groups there are. The Society for Humanistic Judaism, uh, the Congress of Secular Jewish Organizations. I had no idea there were this many Jewish secular groups. Not only are they there, but they have signed a letter saying that this guy would be really bad for our country. Not that it's going to make a difference, but I still applaud their effort. Right. I don't know. I hear he's losing steam all over the place. No. Yeah. That he is uh, quite possibly in the same category as, uh, remember when George W. nominated his cleaning lady for the Supreme Court? And um, supposedly Reagan put some guy called up Bork who lost. So they're <laughs> saying like he's polling around there. I still think he's <laughs> going to get in too, but... Well, the the article actually says, will it make a difference? That's the wrong question. Sure. Senators will, will vote in, you know, their own agendas. But the letter to them suggests that there are groups of voters who oppose him and will vote against the senators supporting him. So the idea is, here's a letter. We represent X number of people. Those people are going to vote against you if you continue doing things like this. Even if it doesn't impact this particular instance, it lets people know that there are secularists out there and they're concerned about what's going on. Sure. That's worthy so, then, yeah. Again, I got a whole, I have to give a lot of credit to the Friendly Atheist for posting all these news articles because the third one is, is on his side as well. New York, we've talked about the Orthodox Jewish schools, the yeshivas. Haha, I think I got it right. What'd you say? (laughs) (laughs) So there's news about the yeshivas. Apparently, the students are now getting up in arms because they're saying that these Orthodox schools and the ruling by the government toward the Orthodox schools is a violation of their First Amendment. If you remember, the ruling was that the schools don't have to follow the regular education criteria. They don't have to be taught history and English and mathematics. They said, look, your religious school, you teach whatever you want. The students are actually fighting against that, saying, no, because you are supposed to be staying out of religion, and now you're allowing religion to go too far, we're suffering because of it. So so I find this, it's a weird, like, double Yeah, what a take. surprise twist. Yeah. Wait, I'm confused. So the kids oh want things to stay the way they are. No, no. kids want regulations. Get they the want fuck out of here, really? They want things, yes. They want English and math and history and science. Huh. Good. Wow. So that does mean that they do live in the larger society. They're not, they are not completely closed off. Their parents have not succeeded so the the quote from one of the Orthodox students was, I received zero secular education from the age of 13 on. I repeat zero. No English, no math, no history, no science, no social studies, no physical activity, no gym, sports, no nothing. Uh, so they want a spike ball team. <laughs> he said, we're actually talking about something where the state is going out and passing a law endorsing a religious choice. So the argument is that the state is is endorsing the religion t- and they're going too far with it and it's hurting the, the kids. And it's the kids making this argument. I find that just amazing. So 13 is about fifth grade, is that right? No, that's like... Eighth grade. Eighth yeah. grade? Okay. I, I guess it depends on the state, but a lot of states have a cover. You have to go to school till... I think I thought it was fifth grade, Pennsylvania. Maybe it's eighth grade in New York. Could be sixth, but I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. 
sixth usually where elementary fifth or sixth is usually where elementary cuts off and you start secondary or junior high or some you know right because the Amish send their kids to school until fifth I think and then they send them to the fields so and this is no different than that you know they're continuing their their air quotes education instead of in a field it's in Judaism so well good on them wanting to learn stuff yeah 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 absolutely uh the well, no, I've got more follow-ups. Wow. One of the last follow-ups, uh, I'll just mention this. There is an article from, on the Center for Inquiry, Why Are We Suing CVS? So if you wanted to get any of the details on why uh, they are suing CVS, be a link on this week's show. I'm not really going to get into it a, little, uh, a whole lot. We've already discussed it. The The idea that they're promoting homeopathy as as science <laughs> in their pharmacies. So, in any case, you can take a look at that article. The last thing that I wanted to follow up on this, we haven't talked about this in a while, but the Peace Cross, the World War One Memorial, Prince George's yes. County, Maryland. Yeah. We brought it up previously. So, just recently, I, I think we might have mentioned this at the time, there was uh, the federal court ruled that the lower court's ruling was correct. Uh, they voted eight to six against rehearing it in in earlier this year in March. So they're still supposed to be taking it down. Now the only thing that they can do is take it to the Supreme Court. Hmm. Well, with that in mind, 109 members of Congress have urged the Supreme Court to take up the case. What? Yeah. <laughs> this in includes it's the leaders of the groups, Ted Cruz. And Steve Scalise, mm. they are trying their their best to make sure that the Supreme Court is going to take up this case so that they can rule that this peace cross has is is not promoting religion and can remain on public grounds. The giant Christian cross. That's not a Christian cross. Well, except that you know later on in his speech he actually mentions Christianity and and that it. That it actually does promote religion. So I urge the Supreme Court to defend the religious liberty of every American. Wow, and that's his argument to keep it. Yes, that's impressively narrow-minded. What a piece of shit! Because <laughs> <laughs> you know they don't care. They're just doing it for votes. Yeah. Yeah. Or if they do care, they should be they should be taken out of office because there's way more important shit going on. That's true. This is the stuff they're worrying about. And since yeah. when does the, 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 the judiciary – wait a second. The legislative get to petition the judiciary? Oh, I think Is that's... there a law saying they can't? No. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's been going on for a long time. Mm. All right. So that's all the stuff we had on, uh, on follow-up. Although this kind of is as well. Uh, we got this from Pittsburgh Atheist. Uh, thanks, Jeff, for – posting this and sorry we missed you this weekend i completely missed his uh he was doing at the the video game convention that we were at he was actually supporting uh extra life which is a money raising group you basically you you play video games and you get people to to donate but in any case extra life is the name of it and we missed him this weekend but uh so you're telling me instead of running or bicycling in a circle i can just play video games and contrib contribute to a, a a worthwhile charity Hmm. That is correct. That is basically <laughs> what, what's going on. You can play video games now, Karen, and have them donate money to you while they watch you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good point. <laughs> That's not nearly as good of a cause, though. <laughs> no. No, but if I ever want to get fatter and still make money. <laughs> <laughs> 
There you go. So uh, in any case, Jeff posted on our Facebook page, and uh, I saw this all over the place, but um, I saw it first from him. The Pennsylvania Supreme Court has approved the release of the grand jury report on sexual abuses across the multiple dioceses in, in Pennsylvania. So I don't know when it's going to come out. I don't know that that date has actually been set yet, but it will be coming out, which I think is a very good thing. Yeah, they're doing, they're redacting some names, so probably redacting the names of people that are still alive and not charged kind of thing. Makes Correct. sense. Yeah, that's that's fine. Yeah, that's, that's reasonable. That's, that's a fair compromise, yeah. So I guess they have to go through this redaction process, and if everybody's then in agreement, it'll be released no later than 2 p.m. Eastern Time, August 8th. Oh, wow. August 8th. Nice. Yeah. And if there are challenges, they must be dealt with so the report can be released no later than 2 p.m. on August 14th. So regardless, mid-August, we'll have it. That'll yeah. be awkward. It's <laughs> <laughs> <That's> exciting. <laughs> Yeah, that, it is actually exciting. It, it's good to know that we're actually going to see just how awful it is. I mean, mm-hmm. is, is it possible that we're going to see it and go, oh, it's way worse than I thought? No, probably not. Probably not, no. Well, the fact that there are, what is it, hundreds of names? Dozens of names? I don't remember what the number is. Way more than there should be. There's more than two, so it's appalling. 300. <laughs> yeah. 300. 300. Wow. That's a, and that's just in Pennsylvania. Right. <laughs> yes. The 300 is the names of, of uh, that are going to be redacted. So not all of them are, you know. No, no. It said some of the 300 predators' names are temporarily redacted. Mm. So that means there's 300 total. <laughs> oh, you were correct. Wow. All right. It's more than I had thought. Yeah. <laughs> I retract my, my former statement. Uh, it is actually more than I had thought. Ian, what's the math on this? Is that three pages per predator? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That is disturbing. Yes. Yes, it is. Meanwhile, also in the Catholic Church... uh, Before you you go on. (laughs) Oh, sure. (laughs) Because I I don't think we're going to be talking about Paul Manafort today, because nothing really exciting happened. But as you (laughs) was reading this article, I looked over to the right, where it says, Day one of the Paul Manafort trial. Jury selection. First witness called and a $15,000 ostrich jacket? What the hell is that? <laughs> that is the most read local story, yeah, on the Washington what is Post. It? What is an ostrich jacket? Like Leather. Ostrich leather is a, a thing. Is it? Is it, like, coveted? Like, it's, like, a rare thing to have that? Is it good? That I don't Ostrich know. Ostrich just looks so fucking weird. I would, the last <laughs> thing I'd be like, I'm going to make a jacket out of that giant weird bird. <laughs> <laughs> so... According to that article, the government presented its opening statement. They accused Manafort of failing to pay taxes on millions of dollars while working for a pro-Russian political candidate in the Ukraine and used the money to fund his lifestyle, including a jacket made from ostrich. $15,000 jacket. Yeah. So, yes, it's rare. But it's also a bird, so it's got, like, dots all over it. Weird. What's funny about that is I saw an Onion article today that said, uh... Three Afghan rugs were called in to testify against, <laughs> or three, something, some real expensive rugs. He did buy a lot of rugs. Anyway, I didn't, I didn't mean to derail the show, but I was just, I had to know about this ostrich jacket thing. <laughs> sure. I don't know if we're going to say anything else about Manafort, but the, my understanding is that day one, they covered a lot of ground. Yeah. Like, they did the jury selection. They had the first witness already. They the, the opening arguments were done. Like, they were, apparently, they hit the ground running. 
Everybody got to touch the jacket. <laughs> <laughs> so in any case, uh, back to the Catholic Church real quick. There is, this was big news. Cardinal Theodore McCarrick resigned because of the allegations, sexual allegations against him. He was the Archbishop of Washington, D.C., oh. which, he, I mean, he, that's that's a big name right there. Is he the highest or one of the highest to ever resign because of sexual abuse allegations? It's uh, he like has that. to be one of the highest. I mean, you don't get higher than Cardinal. Like, mm. I mean, well. Senior <laughs> Cardinal, Pope. <laughs> Unless you want, you know, to indict the Pope, yeah. But he is uh he has resigned and has been apparently according to the statement from the Vatican he is not able to do any sort of ceremonies or or practice at this point until it's concluded and the dude the guy's 88 years old so I think he's I think he's done yeah his his response was not very I don't know was was not very clear which always leaves me with the feeling of, oh, okay, so you're guilty. Better, better or worse than the Sandusky? Oh, <laughs> it wasn't that bad. Okay. So, well, I'm saying Sandusky being the bar for the worst. <laughs> yeah. Are you attracted to little boys? Well. <laughs> so he says that he, you know, he was sad when it came out, but he said that he reported it to the police. I'm kind of curious about that, if he was the one who actually reported it to the police. But he said that he fully cooperated in the process, and then his sadness was deepened when he was informed that the allegations had been determined credible and substantiated. So he didn't know what he was doing was wrong? It's <laughs> he says he has no memory of it, no recollection of the reported abuse. He believes in his innocence, and he's sorry for the pain the person who brought the charges has gone through. That's a weird statement. Isn't it? It seems strange to me. Yeah, my sadness was deepened when I was informed that the allegations have been determined credible and substantiated. I'm sorry I got found out. <laughs> we didn't even well, go that far. It's, it almost sounds like he's saying, look, I don't remember it, but it turns out it was true and I'm sorry. Right. It's kind of, a, I mean, I, I've heard worse. Yeah. It's kind of like he's admitting, he's, he's probably, maybe he's like, I am 88. What are you going to do? <laughs> it, was, it was 47 years ago. Yeah, it was a long time ago. I remember that. Oh, my what God. Would you just let these guys get hookers or something? It's <laughs> <laughs> insane. Yeah, 47 years ago. Whew. Not to belittle this guy's claim, but it was, it was it just one instance from 47 years ago? Uh, it says two occasions in the early okay. 70s. Huh. I don't know. I mean, it's it's a weak excuse. It's, I mean, yes. you know, but also he is 88. Maybe he doesn't remember. Right. Very Maybe possible. he's like... I'm totally a pedophile, but I thought I hadn't done anything. <laughs> Turns out I did. Sorry. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, it is good to see that the not just the Catholic Church, but that these people who are in power are actually having things come about that they're being brought. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I can go so far as to say brought to justice at this point, but at least brought at to least the being, light. Yeah. Ted Cruz isn't proposing a bill to protect this guy or anything. Hmm. Not, no, 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 not yet. like that. <laughs> Uh, he's not a Catholic, so he's not going to be going protecting a pope. Or, sorry, oh, a cardinal. Okay. He's an evangelical Christian. They're a whole other level of crazy. So I brought this next thing in to talk about because a couple of reasons. One, we just went to a baseball game, so 
I, I thought it was <laughs> kind of relevant, but because I rarely go to, to a baseball game. But in any case, also, I brought it up because um, because of some of the reactions and, and things that were said in it. So a guy took into the Yankee Stadium a flag, a massive flag, and unfurled it during, what was it, the sixth, sixth inning, seventh inning, somewhere in there, at the, at the edge of Yankee Stadium. And it it was a Keep America Great flag, Trump 2020. And it's massive. Like, you could see it all the way across the, uh, all the, way across the stadium. What does the fine print st- say on that sign? There's all this little tiny text at the bottom of it, which you can't read. I don't know that it actually... Looks like a bunch uh, of names or something. Actually I don't know. says. Hmm. But I love this guy's argument. So he said that, uh, you know, security was was approaching so they just rolled the flag back up and strolled out of the uh strolled out of the stadium i'm pretty sure he was escorted out of the stadium Mm. but um his argument was somewhere along the line liberals are granted 100 percent tolerance when it comes to messaging (laughs) including saying f trump in front of billions of people smashing trump star sporting events talk shows bloody heads and effigy they are without rules but conservatives get zero level of tolerance about messaging even in a positive manner first of all this article's on the daily wire yes which at the top of my screen says warning this may not be a reliable source extreme bias (laughs) (laughs) second are these not the same people who said politics should not be in sports and bitch every time a football player kneels? Yeah. So, but it's okay to unfurl this at a baseball game. Yeah. Double standards are pretty normal at this point. Right. Well, <laughs> well I mean, we, they never get to get their message out ever. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you just look at what he says, 100% tolerance when it comes to messaging. And he mentions smashing Trump's Walk of Fame star. That that person didn't get 100% tolerance. They were no. arrested. They're they're going to be fined for that. Yeah. Uh, the, and it's the not the first time. Left. <laughs> yeah. It's not the first time that it's happened either. The last time that it was that the the star was was I don't know what do you call it defamed or whatever. <laughs> it was like a I don't know fifteen hundred dollar fine, and it wasn't anywhere near the amount of damage it, it was this time. So uh, to say that there's one hundred percent tolerance when it comes to messaging, it's just being being ignorant, not understanding what's actually happening. These. Some of these people were arrested. You're talking about the bloody head and effigy. Um, what 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 was her name? I can't remember her name, but she basically got kicked out of everything. She for, backed uh, up. She, she is. Kathy. Kathy Griffin. 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 Yes, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I saw lots of memes with um, Clinton's head torn off, you know, headless. There were a number of them. Did you see um, who was out protecting the star after it was put back in place out in Hollywood? I don't believe I did. There were two guys dressed up in Russian uh, military uniforms standing there. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> in 85 degree weather in full, you know, woolen Russian military uniforms. <laughs> the, the, the hats and everything, like from oh, Spies yep. Like Us. <laughs> yep. The hats and everything. I'm like, that's ah, beautiful. So uh, this Joe, no, I don't know what the name this guy is, Dion, with his sign. Joe, Dion, <laughs> you know. Well, Joe reported on it, but Dion also displayed the flag in June at a Broadway performance at a Bronx Tale. He hoisted it during the curtain call because he's a jerk. <laughs> it looks a lot smaller there. It does, yeah. Oh, and I did find out that the all the, the scribbling at the bottom, all the fine print, is people, their signatures of patriots. Ah, okay. Yeah. But speaking of baseball game, we went to a baseball game. You mentioned that before. <laughs> yeah. So that 
That turns out that that was funny. So uh, our friend was trying to talk us into going to uh, the local uh, Pirates game. And we're like, ah, you know, maybe, maybe. And then we found out that the Mets was who they were playing. And we're like, all right, that seems better. more likely. Yeah, sweetening the pot. Keep going. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> How does that make it better? Uh, I love the Mets. Okay. And I just was I'm a, I'm a New York Mets fan. He is a New York Mets fan. And then we're like, keep going. And he's like, um, tonight, you know how they have theme nights at the ballpark? Well... Our night was, you guessed it, Faith Night, brought to you by, you guessed it, Chick-fil-A. Get the fuck out of nope. here. Absolutely. <laughs> it was Faith Night, brought to you by Chick-fil-A. They had a spot the cow and win a gift, win a Chick-fil-A prize pack in the audience. Oh, it was, it was good. <laughs> there was not a lot of faith-based stuff there. Nope. Really just Chick-fil-A. <laughs> yeah. Nobody protesting? Nobody gave a shit? No. Not I'm thinking not many people actually, like, really paid attention or knew. No, right? they didn't really plug it as Faith Night as much as, like, it, well, they didn't have anything crazy, like, they weren't giving out, like, free religious swag when you came through the door <laughs> or anything like that. Oh, I thought, like, a big light-up cross was going to, like, descend from the top of the dome and with chick, you know, cows or whatever that Chick-fil-A's fucking mascot is. With their is. classic secular baseball cross. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The peace cross. The right. peace cross. Yeah, they didn't do anything during the game, like nothing at all. Um, I completely had forgotten about it at at some point, so no, it, it was not a it was not really a big deal. I just thought it was amazing that, of course, we went on Faith Night. That's <laughs> right. It was just amazing. Did you guys take any pictures of yourselves eating Chick Fil A or anything like that? <laughs> no, we didn't actually no. get the Chick Fil A. To get the Chick Fil A, you had to take your ticket someplace and do something. Oh, right, you had, to, you had to be <laughs> get baptized. Right, <laughs> that would have been amazing. No. Like they should have gone overboard, and I would have been so much happier. Like the right. seventh inning, kneel and pray. You had to sing like <laughs> Amazing Grace instead of Take Me Out to the Ball Game. <laughs> but they did none of that. So. No. Now the uh, and I was all for everybody supposedly would get a free Chick Fil A sandwich, mm -hmm. and I thought that was perfect because they actually do make good sandwiches. I, I would eat a Chick Fil A sandwich. I just don't want to pay for them, and this, so I thought this would be perfect. <laughs> I could get a Chick Fil A sandwich, not give them money, and it would you know everybody would kind of be happy. But as it turns out, yeah, you got to jump through hoops, and it's only in Chick Fil A's in Pittsburgh, and you would have to go back. And I'm just no. Wow, I mean, I don't. I mean, I've had a Chick Fil A sandwich before in the past before I knew about all this shit, and I thought it was pretty good. But mm -hmm. I don't care how good it is. I would have made a point to get that sandwich, open it up, and throw it in the fucking garbage in front of people <laughs> or stomp on it. <laughs> we couldn't do it there. We had to go to the local Chick Fil A and right. turn in our coupon. It's like, eh, never oh, mind. that's oh, okay, yeah. yeah, forget that, yeah, yeah. So we're not doing that. I take a pickaxe to that Chick Fil A sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right, I want to move on to some state news. This guy, I Reverend Jerry Carter, he is running for the state house in North Carolina's District 65. Why are so many reverends running now? <laughs> um, you got to strike when the iron's hot, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, I love uh, his concept of reality is amazing. He says that the Founding Fathers put one nation under God in the Pledge of Allegiance. That was his argument. The Founding oh. Fathers didn't support separation of church and state. And that's clear because the Pledge says it. Wait a second. When was the Pledge created and when was the God part added? The God part well, the, was added in like 52. The yeah. Pledge was created in 1892. 
So, you know, hundred years after the founding fathers, sure. And yeah, the the One Nation Under God was added to it in in nineteen fifty four. There you go. So, delusional. This dipshit couldn't take five seconds to look this up. <laughs> oh no! Or he was just like, <laughs> yes, he was like. No one is going to, no one that would vote for me is going to take, you know, not take the word of a preacher and just accept that since I said it, it was true. Right. We are in a post-truth era, remember? Right. It doesn't matter what the truth is. Right. It's just what dude says. Ah, uh, so scary. This is such a stupid story and it is scary as hell. <laughs> right? <laughs> well, it's, yeah, it's, it's idiocracy, just religious idiocracy. Well, no, I mean, yes, but it, it's running through everything. Sasha yeah. Baracone's just got to get his hands on this guy, and we'll have this straightened <laughs> out. Yeah, I, we really have to start watching that show because, man, he's really going after him. He, I mean, not to derail this story, but he's a fucking genius is what he is. <laughs> he is a goddamn genius. I would, n- previous to this show, I would not agree with that statement, but now I don't have any ground to stand on to argue against that statement. <laughs> He had a he interviewed Roy Moore. Now Roy Moore walked <laughs> out on the interview. <laughs> yeah, but he stayed in there for a wow. little longer than he should have. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you see the <laughs> Did you see the fear in his eyes when he told him that they could detect a heightened level of uh, an enzyme that pedophiles secrete? <laughs> he stood. He, he you're right. He like shuffled in his chair a little bit, stood up, and was like, "Oh fuck, how do I get? <laughs> <laughs> Gotta go." <laughs> I loved it, too, when Roy was like, that's it, I'm leaving. And he keeps poking him with the stick and it's going off. <laughs> yeah, we got to watch this show. I'm yeah. not usually a Sasha Bone character, whatever his name is, fan. But this is, yeah, this is amazing. I, I've loved all his stuff. And he's a genius in the way that he is able to set these things up and have them unfold the way they do. And the mm-hmm. things that he says off the fly. But he did, I'm not going to go through the whole fucking thing. But he set one up last week. That as I was watching it, it was crazy what these people were doing that he was getting them to do without bending their arms or twisting their arms in any way. And then at the end, you see all the little parts that he put in there. and You're like, holy shit. Like, <laughs> I can't believe that you have to watch the sketch. But <laughs> <laughs> so at any rate, <laughs> we can't say fully endorsed by the profane argument because I haven't seen them. But the parts I have seen have been fantastic. So. Moving on, I want to hit the, the last state news that I have. Uh, in California, the Ninth Circuit Court has rejected prayer at a school board. Um, this is just another another one of the little victories that I think we need to celebrate. They not only rejected prayer at the school board, but they say that the meetings may not include prayer, proselytizing, or citing of Christian scripture. There you go. Nice. Sounds Very good. Clear and concise. They say that the prayers typically take place before groups of school children whose attendance is not truly voluntary and whose relationship to the school district officials, including the board, is not one of full parity. Well, I think that's quite clear. They're students. The school board is. Yeah. In any case. So, yeah, they uh, they have said, no, you can't do that. And of course, this has been making big waves in the area. So I'm sure we'll hear more about it in the future. Probably. So I was curious what our local um, state college borough councils did. I didn't think they did a prayer, but I was wondering if they did anything, and they do a moment of silence. And I'm like, oh, okay with that. That was the acceptable compromise, I think. Sure. It's still silly, but sure. Yeah. It's acceptable. But I think listeners of the show should go and find out what their local borough 
councils, uh, school boards, what do they do? Because if you don't know, they might be saying prayers. And perhaps you should say something. All right. That is uh, that leads us to national news. Mm-hmm. First thing I thought I'd mention was uh, this is also from our Facebook page. I believe Kurt posted this. Sessions. Jeff Sessions has announced his Religious Liberty Task Force. I love that comic. Uh, <laughs> it's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> the nation's attorney general has put forward a task force to make sure, well, to give religious liberty guidance as needed. What this task force is to do is to look at the the cases that are coming to the Department of Justice and single out where religious liberty is in question and give them special attention. And by special attention, I mean to find out any way that they can to make sure that you take the Christian's side and uh, make sure that they win their case. His argument in his speech, he said, we've seen nuns ordered to buy contraceptives. <laughs> what? I want to <laughs> hear this story. I, in any case, uh, we've seen U.S. senators ask judicial and executive branch nominees about dogma. Even though the Constitution explicitly forbids a religious test for public office, we've all seen the ordeal faced so bravely by Jack Phillips, <laughs> who is the, the cake maker. <laughs> Wow, what a brave man. Yeah. <laughs> so the, the religious test question is, is I find interesting is that even though the Constitution explicitly forbids a religious test for public office, now that is saying that you cannot require somebody to be Christian in order to hold public office. Correct. So, but he's saying that U.S. senators are asking judicial and executive branch nominees about their intent to make others follow their religious requirements. He's calling that a religious test for public office. That's a Yeah, it's a completely <sighs> opposite thing. Yes. It's a slimy reread of the uh of the test. To my knowledge, the only question that's been brought up in, in any of the judicial nominations has been aren't you letting some of your religious background influence you in the decisions that you make Mm. and he's taking that as a they are questioning them on their religion and that shouldn't be allowed wow (laughs) that's impressive (laughs) and terrifying this is why jeff sessions hasn't been fired yet (laughs) yeah uh he followed up by saying we have not only the freedom to worship but the right to exercise our faith religious americans are no longer an afterthought he really thinks they're being persecuted. He thinks he's being persecuted as a Christian. Well, they think they're per- being persecuted because they can't impose their laws on other people. Yeah, he's being persecuted because he's an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Right. Vote them out. Vote them out. Vote them out. Well, you can't vote out an attorney general. Right. Try. <laughs> <laughs> if I vote hard enough, maybe. Well, if we vote enough <laughs> of them out, then... Uh, he could then attorney generals like him can indefinitely be blocked in the future. Yes. Yeah. And eventually future. Trump is going to fire him because he hates him. I don't know. I guess he hates him because he's allowing Mueller to continue. Right. Well, because th- he recused himself. Right. Right. Because he thinks that the attorney general is his personal <laughs> personal lawyer. lawyer. Yeah. Did you guys hear the thing that they just passed some bill that you don't have to disclose how much or who donated to you if mm-hmm. you're a nonprofit? Right. Um, I think I brought that up very briefly. Did we last time. did we already talk about? I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. we'll cut we'll cut that out then. <laughs> <laughs> sure. 
we have to mention this. I think this was put on our Facebook page as well. Uh, yes, by Dustin. <sighs> So it's been for, I don't know, two, almost two years now, going on two years, no collusion. Donald Trump actually has no idea what the word collusion means because he's been saying there's no collusion for the the entirety of his presidency. So this well, last no, week. No, no, no. Hold on. No, he started off with there was no meeting with the Russians. We don't know any Russians. Get the, the, the whole story is worse. He started off with, we don't know any Russians, never met any Russians, to, well, we met Russians, but it wasn't about anything important, to, well, yeah, we, we did meet a bunch of Russians, and to, uh, well, there was no collusion, and then it's been like, no collusion, no collusion. Right. But now- uh, uh, Don't forget, <laughs> there's also, we've also gone to, there's a second meeting that I'm not telling you about, because it's not true. <laughs> right. True. Right. But I don't even know if collusion is illegal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this week, apparently Giuliani hasn't been, uh, you know, well, they, they specifically said, the White House came and said that he is not following their talking points. He he came out this week and, and pretty much has changed, the, they, they say, move the goalposts. He has changed the argument saying that, well, collusion isn't a crime. I've looked, for, I've been looking, he, he basically said, I've been looking for it for hours <laughs> in the law books, but I can't find anywhere where collusion is a crime. Yeah, dipshit, because collusion's like a big umbrella word where other things fall under it. Right. right. Is he really a lawyer? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's hard to believe. Yeah. Well, he used to be, what, the Attorney General of New York or something? Something like that. Mayor of New York. Well, he oh, was that's the mayor, right, because but... he's an expert on recordings because he listened to so many mob guys talk on recordings, so he's like an <laughs> audio expert now. Yeah. I Yeah, it's so fine. Collusion is not... In the statute, but conspiracy is, and treason definitely is. Which all fall under collusion. Collusion. Oh, yeah. So I always go back to, in my mind, I like playing poker. Collusion in poker is where two players, they collude to make one of them win. One of the best examples is two players get into a pot, they bet it all the way up, and the one player basically just ends up folding, saying, oh, your hand was better, and they just ship all the chips over, giving the other player a vast advantage over the, the rest of the table. It eliminates the one player, but the other guy has a really big advantage now. And then in any winnings, they split it afterwards. This is the, the, the very basic of what collusion is in poker. All you have to do to have con collusion, that meeting, that was collusion. You yes. brought them in. So that you could collude. That's what it is. Whether or not anything came of it, that's a completely different argument. Right. That's like the poker player that got the big pot, ended up losing. Doesn't make any difference. You still tried to cheat. Right. And well, we, we, the timeline is, remember, he went on television and said, in a couple of days, we're going to have the really big juicy gossip about um, about Hillary. It, it was like a day after the, the meeting had been scheduled. And he so he was already broadcasting that he was getting stuff from the Russians that was going to hurt Hillary. And then what about when he said, Russia, could you please find those 30,000 emails? And then they hacked the DNC that day. That day. Yeah. yeah. Coincidence? It's a, it's a hard one. But. Yeah. Well, it's curious that that um, they went, all right, and started doing it. I find that odd, but he gave them permission, so why not? I don't know. Trump's been um, manic recently on the Twitter. I don't know if anybody else follows him, but mm -hmm. it's it's there's no collusion. Right, rigged witch hunt. Um, what is it? Well, they're 17? saying he might. Yeah, they're saying that he might be a little agitated because one Manafort's trial started today. Mm. 
the the tape got released, and now uh, Cohen says he's going to talk to Mueller because he knows that they they know something's up. The, the fact that they changed their tune to no collusion to collusion is not a crime. It's probably true that he Cohen knew. has some proof, right? Yeah. Or I, I mean, again, if it was just a he said she said thing, I doubt they would bring that because he's he what pr- that's nothing. Thanks. You you told us that, and now what? Can we prove it? No. Yeah. So it's got to be more substantial than that. So he's freaking out, and they're changing their stories constantly. And then I don't know what the fuck. Did you hear the tape of him, of Giuliani on Fox News, where he started talking about the second meeting? Yeah. And they're like, what the fuck are you talking about? (laughs) And they're trying to help him. Like, now hold on a second there, Rudy. (laughs) Yeah. Because, you know, Fox News, they don't know what to do. They're like, do we cover for this guy? Do we <laughs> do we help him? Do we, actually do we act bring- like a real news? Because we just kind of <laughs> broke a story here. We broke. We're, I'm not used to this. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. He, he doesn't ever go in front of the actual journalists. He goes in front of the, you know, the talking point people. Right, and still falls yeah. apart somehow. Yeah, somehow. <laughs> I don't understand why he's still doing it. I don't. I, is he just the, the, the vanguard um, bad news guy? He's telegraphing the things that are going to come out in a couple of days and just kind of softening the blow. I don't think that there's any – this whole playing three-dimensional chess thing that people come up with, it's it's not. I mean, if you look at the one thing he said, Giuliani said that Mueller has the conflict, not the president. I can't tell you what the conflict is. So then that statement he's saying, I can't tell you because it's classified, or maybe I can't tell you, you know, for whatever reason, but he's trying to big it up, saying, Mm. I can't tell you what it is, but he has conflict. He immediately then says, I'm not sure I know exactly what the conflict (laughs) is, but I would have recused myself if it would have been me. (laughs) You said you don't know what it is. (laughs) It wasn't just, you know, dues at a golf course. That the, the, the conflict was, because I'm pretty sure that's what it was. I mean, he's trying to big it up with the, well, I can't tell you, but then says, I don't know exactly what it is, but whatever it is, it would have been big enough that I would have recru- recused myself. And so just, also, yeah. we're not bringing that, we're only bringing this up after a year. <laughs> right. <laughs> and he, I mean, the contradictions within two sentences, you have four contradictions of his own statements. Mm. Well, he learned from the best. <laughs> Trump does is the same a, thing. It is a huge conflict and possibly illegal. Yeah. Got, just got to tack that on there. Right. So we'll give it. I don't know for sure. It's not like I'm a lawyer. Oh. Right. <laughs> I don't remember how And if it is the golf membership thing or whatever, the dues or whatever it is, yeah. are we really thinking that Mueller is going to take down a president and fabricate fake shit and get fake people to admit to fake crimes <laughs> because of the golf membership thing? No. Or would he just go... Yeah, Donald Trump's an asshole, and just move on with his day. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I, if it I, were if it were Trump, he would probably <laughs> hold a grudge and you know use that against him. Well, maybe that. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. Trump is that type of person, so he's like, oh, this has got to be because of the golf thing. Yeah, Ian, you were going to say something. Oh, I just don't know how how often we get these awesome Giuliani meltdowns. <laughs> I I just don't know. So I'm trying to predict when he is next on and says, well, yeah, I mean. We know that collusion is a crime, but really just just technically it's a crime. It's not a big deal. Like, I right. assume that's got to be the next pivot. Sure. The next, no harm was done. Right. Well, if I could quote oh. The Onion, Giuliani says that uh, <laughs> doing a crime is not a federal offense. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, does he jump, is the next step straight to, well, it doesn't matter because he's the president and you can't charge the president with a crime. 
That's definitely on the roadmap. I don't know if it's next. Sure. That's not a law, though. It's a norm. Right. Norm. It, it, you are correct. It is not a law. It is just every. It's an accepted norm. Mm. Well, let's play by their rule book. If it's not a law, <laughs> then the donkey can be your kicker. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> j- just just like Richard Nixon was like, and when the president does it, it's not a crime. I mean, I'm sure that will come out soon. Right. Except he wasn't president yet. <laughs> right. Ah, good point. Well, can he be charged with a crime for something he did in the past when he was not a president, or, the, or is he only covered for things he did while president? These are- Who the fuck knows? I, I'm surprised every day when I hear something new. It'd be like, oh, it turns out he committed murder a, mu- a month before he got to the inauguration. Guess there's nothing we can do about it. Yeah. And the other thing that's making him super nervous is the fact that his CFO for his company is being talked to. So he's all, he's said before that the you know the red line is don't talk to the people in my business. This guy talks is the money guy. Mueller has to have his tax returns, right? Yeah, he can get that from from um, RS. He can get it, so I have to assume he has gotten it. All right. Well, especially with the whole Mueller stuff. I mean, sorry, with the whole Manafort stuff, because that was all about money. Well, either way, I don't really think that Giuliani is doing any actual kind of lawyer work other than going out and talking, because he is a fucking mess. <laughs> yeah, that I- guy needs five <laughs> naps a day. <laughs> Well, I'm thinking he probably is playing the fool. He's playing the, the, the chaotic news distributor out in front that people don't pay much attention to. So when he says it, people go, oh, that's Giuliani. What is he doing again? As opposed yeah, but to he- Huckabee Sanders coming up and saying collusion is not a crime. And the president, even if he did it, um, couldn't be charged. If Huckabee Sanders said that, it'd be way different than if it was Giuliani saying it. Well, right. But like – I, I don't know if that's necessarily true that he's out there playing the fool for a reason because he essentially brought up that second meeting that nobody was talking about. Maybe it was about to come to the news, so he – Well, that's he what he was it. kind of alluding to. But either way, everyone's like, well, no one's talking about that. So you you now brought this to light. Right. right. But you if moron. It, <laughs> but if it was going to be brought to light anyway, him doing it in his you know comical what the hell is right. Giuliani doing now stick. But then they gave him a do-over where he could walk it back. Mm. They brought him back for round two. But the, but the news is still out, and it won't be a big news story because he's already broke it in his bizarre <laughs> way. I don't know. I, I, I understand where you're going, but that doesn't seem – who cares? Who cares how the news was, was broken? I mean, that, there was another meeting. This There is another attempt at collusion. There, right. Uh, yeah. I, th- I think, you know, wrapping it up in the, the, the crazy Rudy gives it less weight, I think. Mm. So I'm I'm curious where where this next news story is going to lead because I was very used to the fact when it you know when it was the Bush family was in office that the Koch brothers were behind it mm. like the Koch brothers were behind all the money moves everything in in the conservative uh, agenda now I don't I don't even understand. Because Trump has come out and said he's called the Koch brothers globalists, which, yeah, I kind of, I think that's right, actually. But he's They're said, Jewish? <laughs> <laughs> not Zion globalists. That's an entirely. Oh, okay. But he, is, he has said that he doesn't agree with them, that they are two guys with bad ideas. He never would take money from them because he doesn't need it. And saying that the, he doesn't need the Koch brothers and they can, they can just go away and do their own thing. He says he has made them richer than if they would have got their own way. Hmm. Well, that is true. Giant tax cuts. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So 
I don't know. I'm now I'm I don't know what to do with this. And is this anything that we should be paying attention to? I just don't know. Well, considering that the Koch brothers are a source of money for the hard right, yes, it's an interesting split because they. I don't even. You really think this is a split because of one tweet? Yeah, I think so. When you call somebody, when one Republican calls another one a uh, globalist, that's a a big insult. (laughs) I honestly think that uh, nothing will come of this, but I have to go to my guru, Ian. (laughs) What Uh, happens here, boy? Uh, what didn't he open the tweet with something equally offensive? He said they're that they didn't they he call them a total, a total joke? joke in yes. Republican circles. Oh, I don't see that in the tweet. Was there a tweet prior to this one? Yes, uh, here the globalist Koch brothers who have become a total joke in the real Republican circles are against strong borders and powerful trade. Uh, never sought their support because I don't need their money or bad ideas. They love my tax and regulation cuts, judicial picks, and more. I made them richer. Their network is highly overrated. I am beating them at every turn. They want to protect their companies outside the U.S. from being taxed. That's probably true. I'm for America first and the American worker puppet for no one. Two nice guys with bad ideas make America great again. Okay, so you got to go back to that tweet. Mm. And everything he says about the Koch brothers, you have to, ins- you have to insert Donald Trump to know what he's <laughs> actually saying. So he says, I made a ton of money off my own tax breaks. I'm a total joke in Republican circles. My <laughs> ideas <true>. are bad. <laughs> my I network is highly I, overrated. <laughs> <laughs> what does he mean when he says, I've beaten them at every turn? Right. They've beaten me at every turn is what he actually means. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. They're opposite, real rich man. guys. and <laughs> Right. I don't think this will stop them from supporting the Republican candidates he was going to you know, that they were going to support anyway. Mm. And if I don't believe that he takes none of their money, if he gets none of their money, I'm okay with that. Right. But nobody's expecting that, the, that the Cokes are going to be like, that's it. We're funding Democrats. Oh now. my goodness. No, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I mean, it's an interesting splintering of the far right. right of the party. They will find a different way to punish him. Mm. That's the only thing that makes me, I feel like there might be a positive spin on this, that something might actually, because the Cokes are not beholden to votes or could give a fuck about Trump's support no. amongst Americans because it doesn't affect them. What Are are they going to stop buying oil from wherever they're drilling it in Russia? Well, that's <laughs> the whatever? problem. That's, I think that's the problem. They the, the regulations and the tariff stuff is messing with their businesses, and they don't like that. Well, that's fine, because if he does that, and, and which he's doing mm. – and fucking around with them, then they'll actively try to stop him from doing certain things. And if eventually have to get him out of office, then that's what they'll do. And I mean, listen, yeah. any any every Republican's a piece of shit. I'm going to lay that out right now, <laughs> right? And I mean, politically, not you know, people who vote. Even though most of them are probably pieces of shit too. <laughs> so they're probably just going to be like, whatever. Just get a guy in there that will do what we say and not act fucking crazy all the time. <laughs> I would agree that I mean the Republican politicians at the moment have proven themselves to be anti-American cowards. I think is is as as you know as nice as I can say it. That's but, much nicer than what I said. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean they have they have definitively put their own selfish re-election above the country. Clearly, this is what they've done. They've done it for money. They've done it for prestige and for being re-elected again. Have you seen that ad that that guy down in uh, North Carolina or South Carolina has d- done? Mm. Oh, my God. It is the most ass-kissiest thing you've ever seen in your life. So <laughs> his wife comes out 
who's like this, you know, she's this prim and proper, good looking kind of plastic woman. And she's like, everybody knows my husband, Jack Johnson, or whatever the fuck his name is, loves Donald Trump and everything he does. But what they don't know is that he's a really good father, too. And then the rest of the ad is him with his toddler, like saying, like, wearing the child's wearing a Make America Great shirt again. Oh. And he says something like, and he's reading a book to the kid, and he goes, and this is where Donald Trump says, you're fired. I go, that's my favorite part. And the kid's like, whatever, just drooling on himself. <laughs> the, he has the kid, they're building blocks, and he's like, come on, build that wall. <laughs> and the kid's building the wall. I'm not shitting you, this is a real ad. Wow. Um, and there's a couple other things. And it is, like, the worst thing you've ever seen. And it is the epitome of what you were just talking about. You know, just selling yourself out for the votes and maybe – Donald Trump will give me a job, and I'll make an extra couple thousand bucks as mm. I work my way up. Chaos is a ladder, Littlefinger <laughs> said. <Yeah. laughs> nice reference. That was. <laughs> All right. The last thing that I have. There's an article in the New York Times written by Frank Bruni that it's a good article. It's worth a look. The The idea is, well, it's all about Mike Pence. Mike. It's entitled Mike Pence Holy Terror. <laughs> and it starts off with... There are problems with impeaching Donald Trump. The big one is the holy terror waiting in the rings. And he, and he makes he makes an argument that if Trump is impeached, Pence will be president and we will be faced with his re- religiosity 100%. We already are though. That's that's my argument. Yeah, I was going to say how it would be any different. How would this really get worse? Because right now he is full force. I think Trump is I mean, a lot of times the president will, you know, be doing the presidential stuff and they'll send the VP off to, you know, speak with other leaders of other countries and do other. Pence's stuff has been the religious stuff. That's what he's been doing. That's what he's been focusing on. How how would it be worse if he was president? I don't I don't really see that right. happening. I don't I don't I mean, I, I, I don't think it would be worse. I don't think it'd be much better, but I think that at least we'd be more stable. At least we would know the direction that the evil man is going. Right now, it's pfft, hell if I know. So Pence wouldn't be late night tweeting threats to Iran? No, <laughs> exactly. Okay. <laughs> I think that would be better if we didn't have that. <laughs> I I agree that Pence is awful. His He is a religious zealot and yes. in no way should be in the White House. And it's just a very dangerous person to have there. However, he is already there. And his mark is already on a lot of things. I mean, the judicial picks, all that stuff is, I think he has a large hand in that. They're all crazy zealot Christian people. They're not people that Trump would pick. They're not people Trump would know. Oh, yeah. I mean, he just hands them a piece of paper and goes, right. uh, here's the names we got from the uh, Heritage Foundation. Right. <laughs> the Trump, I mean, Pence is definitely already exerting shadow power at this point. Yes. Is this book real? That's at the bottom there, the Shadow oh, President. Shadow President. That's where I got it from. Yeah. Is that real? You know, Looks I'm like not a hundred percent sure, but I believe so. Because if it is, mm-hmm. can what? Can a vice president get fired? He can be impeached. But Trump can't get. Trump can't be like, you're out. No, I um, thought I thought they could be. I think I think the president can fire him. Okay. But he he's providing him with all kinds of information and and uh, support. From the, the Christian right, so he's not going to fire him. That book def- well, definitely exists. You can buy it on Amazon. Hmm. I'm just saying, you know, a few sketches on on Saturday Night Live, and the next thing you know, Steve Bannon was out the door. <laughs> <laughs>
Good point. The, yeah, the, the power behind the president. Yeah, I don't know. I think then the president gets to pick his replacement. The rules are weird. I was looking into this earlier. So if the president is impeached, the vice president becomes president and he picks his vice president. Paul Ryan only actually gets in if both Pence and Trump are impeached at the same time. Mm. Or killed or, yeah, or something. Whatever, else. yeah. Right. Or both out of office at the same time. He's only third in line as, as you know, as in something really yeah. bad has happened. It's not like a monarchy where everyone gets one step closer. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you, you don't move up the chain. Yeah. That'll it's move It's not the like chain. designated survivor? <laughs> <laughs> well, on designated survivor, they all do die at once. So then it makes sense. Then you go down the line until you find the next one in secession. But if just Trump goes and Pence doesn't, you know, Paul Ryan does not become vice president. That's not right. how it works. You know, unless he's also obviously implicated in this wave of wrongdoings, Which if they're really even crimes. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure they are. I mean, I think uh, I think it's more likely that Trump will be impeached on financial crimes because they are many and varied. <laughs> he's not getting impeached. Don't tell me that. <laughs> <laughs> Don't pop my balloons, man. Ian set her straight. <laughs> what's gonna? What's really gonna happen? <laughs> yeah, that's, seven to uh, two in favor of Jesus. You're the <laughs> official bubble burster on this show. Uh, I mean, I think I can let her have this one, <laughs> knowing full well that she's not right. But you can believe mm. that you're right, and I'm okay with that. Okay, thank you. Yeah. So, uh, an important note: we are definitely uh, at fewer than 100 days till the election. We are at 98 days. To the midterm election. So make plans or make sure you don't make plans and that you're able to vote. And grab a friend. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. If there's people around you that don't have wheels, take them to go vote. Sure. Convince your friends of yours who have never voted before. Teach them how. Yeah. Yeah. Convince your mother who abstained from the general election last time as an act of protest (laughs) that uh, everything bad is her fault. (laughs) Take her to the, the voting. Grab the bell, follow them around, yell shame. <laughs> it's two Game of Thrones references. <laughs> nice. It's going to be so long till it's on again. I'm so sad. I just want to mention it because there's plenty of time to register. If you're not registered, there's plenty of time to make sure that you're able to vote. But plenty of time does not mean you shouldn't go do it tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying there's there's time. They don't procrastinate and say... Well, it doesn't matter, or I've got you know huge amounts of time, or no, just just get it done. It's important. Yeah. All right, that is all that I have. Does anybody have anything else? Not I. Nay. Yep. All right. Well, then that'll be it for this week. Uh, if you enjoy this podcast, you can support it by sharing it on social media, or you could leave a review on iTunes. Uh, if you want to contact us. You can do so on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash ProfaneArg, or tweet to us at ProfaneArg. Also, check out uh, the other shows that are on the soon-to-be-named network, a podcasting network of which we are a member. Anything that you need to fill your podcasting time, soon-to-be-namednetwork.com is the place to go. I want to thank everyone for listening, and until next time, I'm Ray. I'm Karen. I'm Jared. This is Ian. Thank you, good night, and may your God go with you.